Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hi folks, welcome once again to another edition of Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. We come to you every week with this podcast brought to you by JSL Solutions. We are a tech company that works with churches. And because of that, we have a real, uh, both of us here have a tremendous background in, in, in serving our local churches and leadership, those kind of things. And uh, so we bring something to the table besides our tech expertise with mobile apps as well as uh, what do we do? Streaming video? Is that what we Streaming do? Streaming video and church management systems, all kinds of great stuff. But we work with churches, and so we also bring a lot of experience working with the local church and, and helping uh, leaders. And so that's what some of these podcasts are about. They're a mixture of tech and, and, and just equipping you as a volunteer or pastor or associate pastor you know, to help do your ministry. We have a real heart for that. So what are we talking about today, Steve? So today we're going to talk about eight tips for getting young young people involved at your church. And when we talk about young people here, we're, we're going to talk a lot about youth and youth groups, but I, I don't want to limit that because, you know, as from you and I both know, there's people in our church that are kind of out of the youth group age in their 20s and even some in their early 30s that sometimes we we are missing them. We are not connecting with them and, and getting them involved in, in, in a church. And so one of the reasons, one of the things I'm thinking about here as we start this thing off about getting people involved in your church is um, there, there's, there's a church here in Tucson years ago who uh, was a, a pillar of the community here. And uh, they were towards the downtown area, and they had uh, they were really big in the forties and fifties, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. Wow, okay, nineteen sixties. <laughs> before my time. Well, and kind of before my time too. And and uh, but but then things started to change. I think in the eighties, nineteen eighties, and nineteen nineties, and they ended up with a congregation that was full of white haired people. Uh, I don't know if the youngest person was in their 60s or not. They had like over a million dollars sitting in the bank. And yet they were, for all intents and purposes, I don't want to say they were dead, a dead church, but they weren't doing much. And they had a pile of money, which was slowly dwindling because they had a facility that they had to and staff and yeah, you can burn through a million dollars pretty quick. And you can do that. And, And I think that's pretty much what happened eventually, sadly enough. They failed to reproduce. They failed to reach younger people. And, I, you know, you and I have both been in ministry and, for a long time. Yeah, and that's an epi- epidemic across the churches in America right now. Yeah. There are a lot of aging, gray churches mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, have failed to attract or get the youngsters involved. Yeah, uh, I'll give an example much uh, closer to home and, and much, you know, sooner uh when i had come back here from pastoring i i I came on staff at a church and uh, one of the topics we had in one of our staff meetings was you know "Eh, try to get more younger people involved here and this and that and so one of the questions i asked i just come back in town i said uh, excuse me uh who do we have uh involved in our worship team leading worship that's you know uh, under 30 
Nobody. Okay, well, how about under 40? Anybody involved in leadership under 40? Nobody. Uh, so under 50, uh, there was like a couple people maybe. And it was pretty much silence in the room because everybody knew what I was getting at and, and really, I think, right. agreed too. And that was, a, yep, we're not really – in Raising order to up. attract people that are younger, we've got to have younger people out there to some capacity. In the leadership positions, yeah. yeah. But that's hard to do. Uh, and th- what we're talking about today, it, it can be kind of a challenge because you're trying to get younger people involved. It, it gets a little messy, and it takes some effort, and you have to you have to be real intentional about it for the most part. So that's what we're going to talk about today, some tips to getting young people. And, and, and again, we're not just talking youth group here, although that's a good place to start, but also people even in their 20s right. and 30s. So take it away. Where where we so go? What's the first? The, the way? first of the eight tips is ask them. Ask them. That's a no brainer. But you would be surprised yeah. how many of us fail. This this harkens capacity. back to a yeah. podcast from last week, right? On mm-hmm. ways to get people involved, and yeah. probably the number one most effective way to get um, yeah. somebody involved is to actually walk up to them and say, "Hey, you would be great at doing this," and ask right. them to get involved. Yeah, and so uh, you know. You, it's really just a, simply uh, an invitation. Ask them. Uh, you know, you might want to scout it out a little bit and see if you can determine maybe you know where their interests are, where their passions are. But but you can just ask them to get involved is is really a big step. And and the problem is uh, just from my personal experience because I work with a church part time. You know, you're going all over the place on Sundays or Saturdays. You know, depending on your services, and so you you are busy. But you've got to figure out a way to to block some time in during those Sunday morning services where you can say, okay, I want to spend a few minutes here just kind of scanning things out and, and maybe thinking about somebody and, and perhaps think about it during the week and make it a point and, to – And one know, of the things I person. think that um, leadership within the church may become hesitant to ask the younger crowd is you're going to take on some risk. Mm-hmm. So yep. you've got to be willing to – to risk a little bit, and you may have a you know a candidate that's more seasoned that may be a lower risk um, you know selection than the younger one. But you, I think you should make a conscious effort to go out and assume a little bit more risk in asking you know a younger person to get involved. It may take a little more work on your part in the long run, but uh, overall, it's going to benefit everybody. I think it really will benefit, and, and that's one of the points I have here, the bullet points on the notes here. We can just jump right to it. Oh, really? Uh, give them the freedom to fail oh, okay. uh, because you are taking a risk when you have a younger person. And I'm not just talking youth here, but even, even somebody in their 20s. I've got – even the church I'm working with, I've got a couple people that are – I think they're in their 20s, maybe late 20s, who really want to get more involved and actually want to speak more. Uh, the, the problem we have with that is is they don't have – as far as I know, a lot of experience public speaking. And and so I want them to get more involved. I'm not the senior pastor, and I've actually conferred with the senior pastor, and we're open to having even a couple of these individuals maybe get involved. But it, what here's the issue. It takes work because now you're going to have to do some coaching with them. And unless there's somebody that's been public speaking, has a little bit of public speaking background, uh, you know, you usually don't want to just turn anybody loose on that kind of a high-profile right. position. Then, so you want to work with them. And, and even if you have them maybe just do a piece of the message, I mean, there's ways you can creatively do this. You can you can, you can, can speak and maybe have, you know, Garrett get up and, 
and take one of the points, you know, mm-hmm. get up for five or ten minutes, you know. So th- there's ways to do that, but it does take planning. It takes work, and that's where it, it's kind of inconvenient. And then, as you mentioned, Steve, sometimes there's kind of a risk involved where somebody, a younger person, takes on a responsibility. You know, they're they're probably going to fail at some capacity. So you want to make sure you, you the fail is not something that's devastating, that it's not going to, uh, you know, like the public speaking thing I just mentioned, you know, that that's pretty much an exception. I, I'm not saying you recruit young people to do all your public speaking, although there may be some avenues or some venues that they could do some on a, on a minimal scale to kind of train them up. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it's, it takes effort to do this. It's much easier to just say, oh, I'm just going to prepare my sermon and, and I'll just do right. it. Otherwise, you've got you to include other people in your messages, and, and that can be a challenge. But uh, we do need, you know, we, I think we mentioned this last week, we need to give people a freedom to fail. Uh, so whatever it is they're doing, you've you got to try to give them that liberty. Uh, I was hovering over somebody the other day in the audio-video area, and, and the person's actually, I think, in their early 30s. And, and he said afterwards, he goes, hey, I, I just work better if you're not hovering over me. And, and I felt really bad because I, you know what, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. But so it's, it's easy sometimes to get, you know, depending on where you're at, to get right. nervous about the person. And then it makes the situation worse for, for the person you're trying to raise up. So, yeah, so asking them is, is your first point. And then, uh, you know, again, depending on the whatever it is you're going to get them involved in, uh, they've got to have some freedom. Yeah, you know. and and possibly you know probably some more freedom than if you would have got a more seasoned person. So just right. expect that you know they may not have developed their better judgment yet, and so right, um, it's going to happen. You yeah. try to coach them as much as you can, and and that's you know the problem I've had with some other churches I've worked with, and that is uh, you you hope that there's some people that can coach these people. We hired a young worship leader. Uh, a while back at a church I was at, and I felt like he had some tremendous potential, but we didn't really have anybody coaching him. Right. And uh, he didn't do bad at all. He did really well, but there was a few things that, you know. Well, and it's it's we, how people improve. You know, you, you fail, you learn, you make a mistake, whatever, and you learn from that mistake. Right. And if you try to create a bubble around them, then they're not going to grow as quick as if you let them you know, fall down a few times. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a balance there. So as we move on here, so asking them, again, being intentional, uh, giving them the freedom to fail. And then, uh, uh, you know, what's going on today is uh, social media. We've talked about this here a lot. And social media is very valid. Uh, There's a lot of it out there. But especially if you're targeting, you want to get your youth group more involved in things, that's one of the places to work. You know, go to where they are, right? So. Um, social media is definitely popular, and you want to infuse yourself into that environment and get involved with their communication or their conversations and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, at least on one of the platforms. And, and uh, uh, you know, a lot of things what youth groups can do now is they can have their own youth group Facebook page, you know. And so uh, if they don't have something like that, is you know, suggest it and then uh, help them get involved with their own Facebook page for a youth group. And it, it will make a difference. In that, so as we move on here, uh, something that as we gear this, you know, we're gearing this towards young people. But uh, let's talk for a moment a little bit about youth. Uh, maybe you don't have a large youth group, but you might consider appointing somebody uh, in your church to be the youth pastor, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's not a paid position. Uh, but it, but something at least where you have one person or persons uh, that really kind of take responsibility for the youth. 
right in your and they're, they're you know one aspect this is the the scouting team right so you you, yeah. can, you can kind of bring up some leaders by putting somebody over them to see who has potential derived desire uh, felt led by god to you know participate in certain things yeah, yeah. so having a a youth pastor in place will be uh, beneficial in the long run yeah, it really will. And again, I, yeah, I realize we're talking to all sorts of different churches in this podcast, and and uh, some of some of them are small. You don't have you don't have the budget for a youth pastor, but maybe if you can find somebody that has the passion, that has some qualifications, that could volunteer a little bit. Somebody has a you know a passion for young people. I'm sure there's somebody there. Yeah, you know, get them involved to kind of help these people. And uh, I, I'm kind of big on well, depending on your church. I mean. Uh, the last couple churches I've worked with, I think the youth can get a lot out of the services, the adult services, because of the, I mean, one of them is your church. I think, you know, Jeff can relate to a lot of people, especially youth. He can do that very well. Uh, and, and even some of the stuff we do at my church, the youth can get a lot out of it. I do think it would probably is good for them to have a separate meeting sometime, uh, maybe right. sometime during Sunday uh, or at least during the week. Right. Where they can connect with their peers, and I think just thinking, you know, from my experience, those that have had um, that that are now in leadership or assuming some leadership roles, you look back, you go, well, they started getting involved in at youth age, either doing right. you know some things with the youth or as part of the youth group. Actually, our executive pastor was you know came out of our youth group. That's right. So, That's right. <laughs> Jason did. That's yeah, what he did. I remember that now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, again, if you don't have somebody designated for that, that's a good way to help the process starting to getting young people involved at your church. Right. So, all right. So where are we here on our little? So list? well, you're talking about uh, getting people involved, getting the families involved. That makes a big difference. Uh, you want to get young people involved. Uh, get involved also with their families and, and, and see if you can get them mobilized a little bit in serving. Uh, hopefully, uh, if you can get the families involved, again, to some capacity, it will, you know, that rubs off on your kids. You right. Know? They'll and, see and, mom or dad or yeah. older brother or sister involved with the church and say, oh, yeah. I'm not doing anything tonight. I'll go and hang with them. Well, it can be, you know, and, and I, 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 you know, we've all had kids here and we know sometimes it's, you know, the kid doesn't want to go to church. It's kind of like you're dragging them to church. And, and, and I have that sometimes even with my son, but, uh, I, I actually give him a little compensation for helping us out in certain areas. Uh, I mean, he does above and beyond that once we get him there, but sometimes a little motivation, giving him a little allowance to help out. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I certainly get my money's worth out of them because I also have them do some other things too while he's there. But uh, those kind of things, the family, uh, you know, the family, it's the old saying, you know, family that plays together stays together. I think the family that prays together stays together. You can use those cliches. And I think if they, if they can be involved and it can be a positive thing, it can, it can again, lead to bigger and better things down the road. Right. This kind of, probably the, the model from my experience is we had a kid that was involved in the youth group. He was actually one of the youth, and the youth would play. You know, they had a band, worship band. They'd play in the middle of the week, and he stepped up and started doing sound for the, you know, for the band when he was only in I don't know maybe seventh grade or something like that, and he learned his way around well enough at the youth group that the guys running sound on the weekends were recruiting him to run sound. 
And he's he's now been running sound at our church for he actually went away to uh, we planted another church and he went to that one for a while. Um, but it's probably been five to seven years he's been doing sound, and he's one of the more experienced <laughs> sound guys. And he's right. only he's either seventeen or nineteen, I can't remember wow. now. But but that, I mean that's a case where um, you know you extend a little bit of um, grace to somebody to allow, allow them to fail, mm-hmm. and they get connected. Actually, he's the, one of the most involved people within his family. Wow, um, and committed yeah. to the church so. And That's he's going to be a great servant and leader throughout the church as he goes in, as he starts approaching his twenties, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. And, and it's 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 good and healthy for your church, but it's also good and it's healthy for him, you know, to be involved in, in serving. And and it's it's you know, as we've said there before, the whole thing about getting involved, it 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 it, it brings something to the people you are serving, but it also fulfills your life. And it also right. yeah. brings the, something like this, to your this one, this one kid, he's, he has become very adept and very comfortable with talking with and, you know, bantering with the adults. Yeah, And good. so that's, that's, I mean, that's something that, uh, that's going to help him through the rest of his life. Yeah. So he's not intimidated to say, hey, I think you need to turn that piece down or whatever it may be. <laughs> so. Yeah, Absolutely. Is that familiar music in the background? It's one of your phones around here, isn't it? That's right. So, All right. Uh, as we move on here, uh, we're talking again, and we're kind of going back for, between young, young adults and, and youth, but let's stay on the youth thing a little bit. Uh, if you guys do have some kind of a youth group or youth meeting, uh, I would strongly encourage you uh, to have the senior pastor pop in once in a while, or the associates, or, or even just some key leaders, and not... Not the spy on them, not the, hey, are you guys doing what we want around here? Not that kind of a thing, but just to kind of connect. All right, to, to let them. And that's one of the things that can happen is your youth group can get kind of, we have our own thing going on and our own back room thing. Mm-hmm. And then yep. we're not, you know, we don't completely relate to what's going on in the rest of the church. But Isolation. You get the, yeah, you get the senior pastor or, or some of the leadership staff to start you know, dropping in and participating with youth, and they go, oh, yeah. it forms that connection. It really does. And again, you know, some of the stuff we, we throw out here in these podcasts, and this is one of them, means that as as you as a leader, uh, you know, it's going to be a little inconvenient at times because, you know, maybe the youth group meets Wednesday night. Well, you know, you're 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 tired, you're worn out. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go to another meeting. But if you approach it from that angle, then yeah, it's not going to be a good deal. But if you see it from the viewpoint of more a little bit of a visionary viewpoint and saying, you know what, if I pop in every once in a while, maybe even at the end of the meeting or something, you know, where they're having refreshments or something, uh, it 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 just it it builds that bridge, right? And you can also take that opportunity to. Get some feedback from the youth group. I mean, that's a good yeah. way to find out um, what how the youth perceive the church. Yeah, and so you can you can learn some things uh, talking with those guys that, that you wouldn't necessarily get from the right. adults. Yeah, yeah, that's a good and point. It may you know shape your future as well. Yeah. So again, uh, if not the senior pastor, I would strongly encourage the senior pastor to, to do that once in a while, at least. 
some of the other pastors or key leaders to, to be involved in that. Uh, and, and again, not, not the leader, not to bring in teachings or whatever, just to come in and, and, and just connect a little bit. I think it will make a difference in, in helping people get involved, especially the youth involved in your church. So as we move on our fine little list, uh, what's the next point here? So number seven, I believe, is get the adults in the congregation serving. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're not doing well in that, and we talked about this what last week or something, then it's going to be a challenge to get the younger group, <laughs> the the younger people and the younger kids involved. If if your adults are not involved, so uh, if you're sitting here listening to listening to this podcast and going, we're failing on both of these fronts. <laughs> well. Try your best with both, you know, get, get, get the youth going, but also get some adults involved as well and, and, uh, start somewhere. And, and I think that it will make a difference, but if, if your adults aren't involved very at, at all or very minimal, it's mm-hmm. going to be a challenge. It will be a challenge probably unless you got some radical kids that just are like, Hey, we're going to take this thing and run with it, which could be the case, you know, uh, yeah. I've I've often said that uh, there's been some churches I've observed. One of the churches here in Tucson, Arizona, is actually a Calvary Chapel church. And I remember when they first started and knew the senior pastor there, very young guys, back in the 80s. And they just had a lot of young people. And those young people, they got them motivated and they got involved. I mean, the church, first of all, the pastor was young. So that made things a little easier because you kind of tend to attract who you are. But uh, they, they just turned younger people loose on things. And because of that, it just, you know, you, you are who you attract. And so younger people attracted younger people mm-hmm. and, and, and those kind of things. And, and of course, you know, it's always kind of funny, but you know, when you're in here, when you have a group of people in their twenties or whatever, you know, a lot of them are single. And so you, so then you've got this other avenue coming in looking for, you know, looking for, Hey, I'm looking for a good Christian husband or, or a good uh-huh. Christian wife. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it just happens, you know, it's, it's part of life. And so uh, I'm getting off on this track a little bit here. How do I get off on this? But I think that if you can, can get some young people involved, it will, uh, spur lead. some energy and some yeah. things happening. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, the other point I have here is teach the gospel. So uh, we've covered just just flat out ask people, you know, get out of your shell and ask some people, uh, connect with them on social media, give those people the freedom to fail, uh, have a youth pastor or somebody that at least does some of the youth pastoral work, get your families involved. This will all help. Uh, get your pastor or your key leaders to visit these younger groups get the adults serving. And the other one I have here is teach the gospel. And th- and this is, uh, let me clarify what I say here. Uh, it's not just about, hey, accept Jesus as your personal savior, you know, and you're, you're on your way to heaven. It, that's a big part of the gospel, obviously, but the word gospel means good news. So I think it means a bigger scope than that. I think it means actually serving people and, and getting out of our shells and 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 helping the less fortunate, uh, social justice programs. You know, there's every city has it. I don't care how large or how small it is. You've got people that are homeless, people that need feeding, people that need some kind of TLC, tender loving care. If you can promote this in your messages in your church, uh, you will. It will catch. 
with some people. So it'll attract. It'll be. It a- will attract because you know studies have shown here, and I don't have them in front of me, but the studies are showing that this younger generation really does care about social justice and about some mm-hmm. some of these other things that maybe in the past we've kind of gotten away from a little bit, and, and that is serving and helping the less fortunate. Uh, you know. Uh, Christmas season's coming up. One of the most fun things I, I did in, when I was in Kansas, who, who had the idea, but we, we would go out. One of my leaders had a busing company, and so we would load up one of his buses with all our church people, including our kids and our youth group and everybody, and we would go. There was like, I think, three nursing homes in the town, the small town I was in. And we would just bus over there, and we would all get out and we would sing Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. I don't like Christmas carols. <laughs> I, they, I just don't care for them. I was a worship leader for years and they're hard to sing. And they're, But, the, the, you know, we weren't there forever. We were maybe spent 20 minutes, you know, and maybe we did something else with them. But uh, the, the, the joy and the fulfillment for the, for the older folks that were in a nursing home and then for the younger people that were there singing, you know, we couldn't. I don't think it sounded very good singing the carols, but it was a thought that counted and it, people showed up, you know, and, and so you could do a version of that. Christmas is coming up. Thanksgiving's coming up. Mm-hmm. You could do a version of, of, you know, maybe there's a soup kitchen in your area. The Salvation Army usually does some things. They're always looking for help. Take yeah. the youth group, take the kids and plan on taking them down to help out. Right. And uh, for some people that doesn't float their boat. But there are there are a lot of younger people that do have a heart. So they'll uh, get involved in that ministry or see that in action, and then they'll get involved with yeah. your ministry as it, well. It, it makes a difference, and it's getting them serving. And, and, you know, maybe they don't get involved in your church. Maybe they say, you know what, I just really love this kind of a thing. I want to go down and help the homeless. And, well, that's still an extension mm-hmm. of, of what you're trying to do. So I, I would strongly recommend something like that, especially with the holidays coming up, great opportunities to serve and to be involved. So anyhow. All right. All right. So just about done here. Anything else we want to wrap up here when it talks about? That's it. I think to get people involved, especially younger people, youth group and people in their twenties in your church, you have to be intentional. So you're going to have to connect with them. It's going to be inconvenient for you. Probably if you're a little bit older, maybe because it means you may have to, you know, go out in an evening or two where you usually don't do anything or spend it with your family. But, it is the lifeblood of fut- of the future of you know, your church and yeah. You know, yeah. the church. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the younger people are, are, is what's going to keep things going. I, you know, I've said it before. I want my son and I want my grandkids, you know, to, to, to be able to go to my church to keep going long after I'm dead. You know, well, uh, that's the it's the key. I mean, it's yeah, I can't it's, remember who was it. It's either Swindoll or Rick Warren or somebody said they once they faced the the truth that. This Christian message, if they don't carry it on to the next generation, it's it will be yeah. extinct. Yeah, so. I think it's the old saying that the gospel is is uh, in danger of ex- extinction uh, from generation to generation. Yeah, exactly. So if we don't, uh, and again, you know, it's 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 important that we get people involved, and, yeah, and again, not the, just to serve our church because oh, we need some help here, but for their fulfillment as well. Right. Really makes a difference. Okay. So, uh, Steve, how can people listen to this podcast? So I mean, you can catch this pod, your 
You probably listen to this podcast right there's now. There's other avenues. Yeah, so you can get it on iTunes. You well, you put the audio version on mm-hmm. YouTube as well, and at uh, newmediaministries.tv, there's a, a link to this as well. Yeah. Actually, if you go even go to another website, streamingchurch.tv, one of our products, if you look under the resource menu, we've got a link. I think it's to iTunes or something. Oh, okay. There as well. So if you do go to iTunes, subscribe to us, give us a review. And if you have something to add to this list, let us know. You can always email us at uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's right. Support at streamingchurch.tv. Or you can always call us. What's our toll free number? It is 866-852-6648. So we'd always love to hear from you if we can help you with uh, your church. Uh, ministries, your your tech stuff, streaming video, mobile apps, uh, church management stuff, website stuff, and and honestly, if we can help you, encourage you in any way, uh, as as somebody that's involved in ministry, we certainly want to do that, regardless of technology. We can just be there to help you and encourage you. So, all right, Steve, thanks for spending some time with me today on this podcast. Right, it's great doing it. And folks, thank you for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. He is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Have yourself a great week. We will catch you next time for another edition of Church Solutions Podcast. Have a great day.